0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Speak Your Truth, where we have NBA life optimization coach David Nurse as a guest. David worked as a shooting coach for the Brooklyn Nets, has held four world records for his unmatched shooting skills, is the nephew of Toronto Raptors head coach Nick Nurse, who won the uh, NBA championship in his first season as head coach. David loves his family, loves his wife, loves basketball, and is a believer, which I absolutely love. And this episode is full of great conversation about the importance of mental skills in life. And as an athlete in sports, we talk about coronavirus, which is, uh, you know, impacting everyone right now. And many things like David's book and his podcast. Please, I encourage you to get out pen and paper. I guess David's going to drop a lot of knowledge on us this episode. And it's a, just a great conversation. Like I said, I hope you guys love it and feel a part of it. Thank you. speak your truth. We have with us the man himself, David Nurse. David, how are you doing?
1: Doing great. I mean, Good, you know, man. right now we're all in this crisis of this this corona, but I mean, I, we're both here alive talking. Doing great.
0: Yes, man. Very thankful to have you on here. Um I already told you that, but man, when you uh when you responded, I was so grateful. I was sitting on the bus on my way to a job interview. And um, I get these emails from a real estate agent out in L.A. because I really want to move out there. So that's like my motivation. Um, get on out here. Man, I'm trying, David. I'm really trying, man. Um, so, you know, you guys have the same initials. So when I saw it, I was like, oh, whatever. Like, it's just him. I'll look at those later. And I looked again. I was like, wait, that's David. So like my eyes got so big and I was on the bus, like freaking out. Um, so thank you so much again. I really appreciate you, man. <laughs>
1: <laughs> absolutely absolutely um, I need mean to get you out to LA it's a, other than today though it's actually raining it's kind of like the end of the world raining and coronavirus I'm what? saying <laughs> unbelievable. unbelievable
0: it's all bad man it is all NBA's cancelled March Madness is cancelled what else can they cancel at this point man no toilet paper <laughs> at the store either none
1: <laughs> that's true That's true. my wife just went to the store and we, we loaded up for Armageddon we got enough food for until next Thanksgiving <laughs>
0: good you still have your christmas tree up oh yeah that's perfect leave it up man
1: that's another mindset right there it's always christmas for real
0: you can't go anywhere anyway just let it be christmas all the time (laughs) man so david i read um i read an article from 2016 so i don't know if this is still true but it said that you um hold four world records one for the most college threes made in one minute, most NBA threes in a minute, most consecutive threes in forty-five seconds, and the most threes in five minutes. I'm never gonna shoot around you if are ever in the same gym. I just want you to know that. You are not critiquing me. Oh my god. Man, I wanna see you shoot, bro. Seriously.
1: Hey, look it up. You can search it on you can search it on Google. ESPN put a thing out about it. It's that's all I had though. I mean that's all I could do. I knew my strengths, so I just went to my strengths. And who knows if those records just still hold? I, I even if somebody breaks them, I'm not going to I'm not going to watch them break the records. I want I want, to, I want to think that I'll have those for all the time. For right? real. Tell but the no, kids, man. But no,
0: shoot.
1: <laughs> you would teach me. You would teach me a thing or two. You played at a super high level.
0: Yeah, I might be able to teach you a little something something. Um yeah, yeah you know yeah, what? in the gym sometime. For real, man, when I get to LA, we are in there. Trust me. No. Um, and you know what's crazy is, like, I'm 27 now. I graduated from UK uh, six years ago now. And I'm just now realizing, like, the level that I was playing on and these people that I were playing with. Um, I went to school with some of the top NBA players, like, witnessing playing, uh, witnessing them playing in person. And um, that's part of, like why i'm why i started this podcast was to have more athletes talk about their experiences and um man yeah so we're gonna get into that part later but you you That's talked cool. about um playing to your strengths how important yep. is that as a player in any sport as well as a person once you're done with your athletic career
1: it's a great question so I think it's very important that we play to our strengths. We all have gifts. We all have strengths for weaknesses, or strengths for a purpose. And and too many times we're told that that we are weaknesses, and we have to we have to raise our weaknesses. But those gifts that we're given, God-given gifts, are our strengths that we're able to put together with other people's strengths mm. to make what I call a compliments wish list. Because that's going to That's what makes the ultimate team where we all use our strengths. Yes. And through working with players in the NBA for over the past 10 years, like I've realized you can be good at every area and you're probably not playing in the NBA, Mm -hmm. but you can be great in one area, just one area, just great in it. You can have a long, long career. Like for one player that I've worked with and actually grew up with them in the same town in Iowa, Kyle Corver is a great Mm -hmm. example of that. He knows what he does really well. He shoots the ball at a very high level, and he, we really don't work on anything else. And man. he's been able to play. He's 38 years old, and he's still playing. And For real. Playing <laughs> years. Man, so that's my just, man. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's like, like we all have these strengths to use these strengths. Why 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 spend so much time focusing on our weaknesses when they're only going to be able to get to average and, and maybe maybe a little bit above average? Mm-hmm. but. That's not what we're striving for.
0: Have you had any players that didn't necessarily want to focus on just one thing? They wanted to be that complete player, but you had to like kind of break it down to them like that's great, but you need to really, really focus on this. because This is what's going to like be your bread and butter.
1: Yeah, you know, that's a really good question. Uh, a lot of players will want to have that full, complete package because they'll see the LeBrons, they'll see those guys, that and that's a very rare few that can be great in, in, a, in a lot of different areas. So with players like that, we'll make sure that, hey, what's your bread and butter that's going to get you on the floor? That's what we're going to focus on, and we're going to make sure that you're the best that you can be at that. But in the process over the years and the off-seasons, we'll continue to add pieces to your toolbox. So, mm-hmm. like... You will be great. We'll make sure you're great in one area, but we'll give you. We'll continue to add pieces, pieces here and there, and and who knows? Some of those guys can become great in a couple areas. Like you look at Kawhi Leonard. I haven't, I haven't worked with him. My uncle coached him last year in, in Toronto, but it's, he, he's the example of that. He was a defender, an athlete, and he worked on shooting, became a better one on one isolation player, and he's he's become one of the greatest players in the world. So you can add those pieces, but make sure you stay focused on your strengths or your time on the floor is not going to be there at all.
0: Exactly. That's so true, man. I can definitely relate that to my own experience. I try to talk about my experience as well to be open about it and try to help people as well. And I was like good at a lot of things. I could dribble, I could shoot, I could post up, I could play defense, I could rebound. But I never had that one thing—rebounding. But other than that, like I would, my coaches, my dad would get on me like, "You need to get your 15-footer down. You need to get your three-point down." And I was like, "For what? Like, no, I can shoot. It's okay. <laughs> like, it'll always be there. But no, when you stop working on something, it it does not get better. It and it can yeah. and probably will get worse. And I just didn't want to listen. So, um. I hope that some of those, that majority of those players are listening because I know all of them don't. That's just how it is. But I hope that they are listening (laughs) to David, um, the shooting doctor, man. So speaking of, I read that um, you felt limited in your title as an NBA shooting coach. Why was that? And what inspired you to become more than a shooting coach?
1: Yeah, so... A shooting coach, you just think specifically when you think about that, the connotation is shooting. What are you doing just helping form or just, just strictly shooting? So it's pretty limiting for a player to just be shooting. There's so much more that goes into it. And even with shooting itself, 90% of shooting is mental as it is. Mm-hmm. So through the years, I've I've grown from focusing on just shooting development to overall on-court player development and then realizing over the past three to four years that the most important thing that puts that all together is the mindset development
0: exactly. because without
1: the core and the basis of the mindset without having the drive without having the relentless consistency without having that that, that structure that foundation none of the other stuff even matters mm-hmm. so Looking back on it, yeah, it was it was a great foot in the door as a shooting coach, but it's long term. And and actually what grows great players overall is limiting if you just throw in a box of shooting coach.
0: Very true. That is very true. I love that. And I love how passionate you are about continuing to like build and achieve and find other things to do and other ways to help people. Um, That's so inspiring. You're welcome. That's so inspiring and motivating. And as a former athlete, like that was something that really um, took a toll on me after I retired because I was like, okay, I want to be a fashion designer. But like, how am I going to do that? I don't even know how to make a resume and apply for a job. So like, how am I going to do this? And um, just felt super lost and feeling like I was always going to be just an athlete. So I boxed myself in as, okay, I'm going to be a basketball coach and a trainer and do this. And I had someone challenge me and say, like, you know, why do you want to do this? Is it because your friends are doing it? Is it because you used to play basketball? You don't know what else to do? And then I was like, oh, snap. (laughs) I don't know. And from then on, um, I've been finding my way. And I I, I love that about people when they they wear many hats and don't allow other people or even themselves to just box them into one thing or one category.
1: Yeah, that's a great answer. You hit us. You hit on a very important point of a lot of people will do what others expect for them, what the world expects for them. If they're labeled something, that's what they have to be. And and you had to you had a battle with that. I've had a battle with that. We've all had a battle with it. But a lot of people will give in to that, like oh, what what your parents say you have to be, and mm-hmm. then you do it. But you but you you just you're cutting yourself short of what your true what your true potential is. Yes. And listening to yourself and that's one big thing I talk about when I talk to companies is is you have the power of choice that is your superhero power that you wake up with every morning and you get to choose who you're going to be mm-hmm. you don't have the world choose for you but it's the self it's the self fulfilling Thoughts and the affirmations that you give to yourself, the self-talk. Mm-hmm. Because who's the per- who's the person that we talk to most throughout the day, by far?
0: Me, myself, and I. Man, <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. By far. So yes. the question is, what are you telling yourself? Are you telling yourself negative thoughts mm-hmm. that you can't do something, or you have to be this what the world says, mm-hmm. or are you feeding yourself the positive thoughts through your dreams, through your aspirations, and that's who you become. So,
0: exactly.
1: yeah. Yes. yes, that's such, such a great point you brought
0: up. Thank you, man. Yeah, I wouldn't even be in Chicago if it wasn't for me listening to my parents or to other people telling me I should coach and I should teach. I should train. I should move to Chicago because it's cheaper than L.A. Um, and it's not too far because I'm from Ohio. Um, or you should do this. You should do that. I wouldn't even be in Chicago. I love Chicago. Do not get me wrong. It has changed me and like made me a much stronger person. Um, And definitely has led me to I think really truly walking in my purpose Um, But it's an example of like how things can go so much harder for you when you don't listen to yourself and trust your gut and follow your dreams and when you live for other people you become those other people and you're going to constantly be in a battle with yourself and who and what you really are and those people you know um and that really i mean i went to uh therapy and shout out to my therapist i love her like an auntie and um i remember like i was talking to her about like still getting advice from my former coaches and she was like you know like you don't have to ask anybody for permission to do anything or like ask them should you do something you can just do it and i was like wait what like i looked at her so crazy and i have been coached and trained for um, for 22 years pretty much my dad had me working out like a pro when I was five, man, like outside two balling wow. in the snow. He bought wow. me a snowsuit specifically so dribble in the wintertime. Yes. Um, so Respect. I used to do the same in, <laughs> in Iowa, the cold yes. winters in Iowa. I, <laughs> yes, <feel> man. <laughs> That's why you're my bro. I'm telling you, man, I love it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. and And, you know, and I'm thankful for that because it made me such a hard worker. Like nothing is going to stop me from achieving what I want to achieve. Um, I'm such a big believer in following your dreams. And it, and it is very hard to break away from opinions and thoughts, especially when you are a former athlete, because you have had the spotlight on you and these people expect certain things from you. And maybe that's not what you want to do anymore. Um, and it is, it can be a constant battle, but I know for a fact once I started letting go of certain certain people and certain, certain uh, limiting beliefs, then man, like my life... Just it changed so much, and um, I have so much peace and joy in my life, knowing that I'm living uh, first of all for God and for myself, and just walking in the purpose that uh, that He designed for me, and it feels so good um so so good. Um but yeah, thank Smart, you.
1: For- I got I got so much respect for you like that thank is. Thank you. <laughs> you you're 27 and you have that outlook. Uh, it's it's amazing and that's Thank you. That's what I try to do at the core of everything too is be a light, be a light of Jesus, be yes. a light of God. Like he's absolutely blessed me with everything that I have. Yes. blessed us with all that we have and like to say that anything is of our doing is just totally totally Man. wrong. So Seriously. I mean, I, yeah, I have a ton of admiration and respect for you being being the light that you are.
0: Thank you, man. I say the same about you. Every time I get on your Instagram and everything you say, it's like, man, how does he wake up so happy every morning? <laughs> like, every time you, you make a video, like, your face is shining, you're glowing, you're so happy, you're smiling, um, the way you uplift other people, like, I'm telling you, I w- I've been following you for maybe a couple that's... months, and I listen to your podcast, uh, two or three yeah. of your episodes, and like, now I'm like this nice, happy, uplifting, joyful person. Like, not that I always haven't been, but like, just I sound like David Nurse. I'm telling you, man, you are an inspiration. You are. Uh, an inspiration.
1: That's, that's so sweet Yeah, just, just, yeah that's flattering. Thank For you real. very much. I mean, it's awesome. Yes, yeah, I mean, we like, I don't know how people just. Just don't get excited about life. Get excited mm-hmm. about the day. Like, we, everything's already taken care of. I mean, we got God, everything's already taken care of. It's just, are we gonna go have an impact on people? Like, why uh, why do things that, that, that you don't enjoy doing? Or why do things that don't have any purpose? It's just, life is just too short for that.
0: Exactly, man. One thing, one of many things my father taught me um, was that, why complain because it's not gonna do anything anyway? So I just yeah. translated that to worrying, uh, being anxious, anything like that, because I'm gonna ruin the situation before it even happens. Um, and just like you said, it's gonna happen anyway. It's already taken care of. And also, I would uh, have been taught to look at it as if I get rejected from anything, that it's redirection. It's really a blessing. So just be thankful, even though that's a hard thing to accept and understand. Like it has been true to form thus far so definitely thankful for the things that haven't gone right as well
1: wow you had a great you had a great father it sounds yes. like he is a, just a wise <laughs> wise guy that's cool he
0: is man that's my old man he is a very wise old man um and he he could have been anything um but i know i hope that he does and doesn't hear this, um, but I know that he has struggled or maybe still does struggle with anxiety and depression, which made me, um, want to deal with my shit even more because I didn't want to go through what my parents went through and uh repeat this cycle. Um, because I know that it's um also very prevalent in communities of color just because of the other things that we go through in society and I wanted to be the one to change that um, and to inspire other people to change and living here in Chicago, being from Ohio, you know what it's like in Iowa. There's nothing there. There's nobody there. Um, like for the yeah. longest time, we were the only Black family. Um, I think until I was in like first or second grade, and um, so yeah, it's it's very different for me being here in the city where there's so many different people, um, and then to see what it's like for um black people and how segregated this city still is like they all pretty much all black people live on the south side or the west side which is pretty typical and it's very very sad to see so um like for today i met another awesome little guy named david he's 10 and um he i I met him on the train today and um he's homeless and i'm trying to get emotions i've been crying since i met the guy and um He's the sweetest little guy on earth, and um, seeing stuff like that, like I want to move to LA, but it's like, damn, like I can't leave because these people, like they need me. I have lived a very privileged life that these people don't even know exist. So if they don't ever see it, or somebody doesn't tell them, like, hey, like you can do this instead of standing on the corner and selling weed all day. Like there's other things out here than than violence and and being mean to people. Like you said, just walking around angry all the time. Like there's a whole life out here and um you know the lake is maybe about 30 minutes from here driving 20 minutes and um some of these some of the adults haven't even been there like on this another side of town so um just having the experience I have like I am learning I can't just keep it to myself I have to give it away um so he I mean he so really good. inspired me man and just made my heart even more full and much bigger um and I just, I wanted to like take him with me and adopt him right then and there, but um, just, and, and what made what made the experience even better for me because I um, gave him like everything in my book bag pretty much, but he took out a pair of shoes when he saw another kid get on the, a, a baby get on the train and he had some uh, some of his little brother's old shoes that he couldn't fit anymore and he gave the mom the shoes for the baby. And that broke me down more than anything because for him to be that young, to be in that situation and still want to give, um, like it just made me realize how shitty we are as adults pretty much. Um, (laughs) And I just pray for him and all the kids um, because I had never, I've been kind of expecting to see it, um, but I had never seen that before or knowingly anyway. um, And I just want to help all the babies, man. But it's um, life is much bigger than, a lot of the things that we complain about um especially true. when there's children out here with no home and no food um so yeah that's why i don't complain anymore or worry anymore
1: that's a grand <laughs> an unbelievable yes. answer right there I mean, yes, man. Yes, man. Jeez. anybody listening to your podcast they they gotta follow you and just look up to everything you do because that's that's spot on
0: thank you david i appreciate that man thank you um back on topic what have you learned from uh, the about the mental side working with these elite athletes?
1: Well, I've learned a lot to be <laughs> honest with you. And I've learned a lot from how mentally strong some of them are and how yes. mentally weak some of them are, and tried to figure out how to how to help them become the the most confident, what I call developing unshakable confidence. Okay. And what that means is not necessarily like being confident in the egotistical form or the swagger form, but confident in through their preparation. Have they put in, have they put in the work? Have they put in the relentless consistency hours when there's nobody in the gym, the lights aren't on? Like, have they done that? Have mm-hmm. they built the foundation and those type of fundamentals that they can go on the court every night and be confident? Have they, are, are they able to, uh, are they able to look at each situation, whether it's a hard, tough situation, a struggle, or a good one, and be able, okay, something good is going to come from this. Because a lot of players will fluctuate with their performance, so it's the mindset of divorcing yourself from the thought of of stats and judging yourself on the performance basis by instead of judging yourself on the the process basis. Are you putting in the are you putting in the correct work? Are you getting the great shots that you're that you're the best at in the game? And you can rest in that, and you don't have to worry if shots go in and out. If you're getting those great shots, that's to draw the confidence in. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember Kobe's rookie year when he airballed a bunch bunch of shots in the playoffs, and everybody was just going crazy on him. And he said, uh, "I'm glad that this happened." This 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 is something that's going to make me grow so it's like 18 year old kid who could have just looked looked like the the world had ended because he let the lakers down he looked at this as a positive to grow from it
0: exactly
1: so it's i mean the mind the mind is a very very complicated thing but but at the core of it it all comes down to do we believe in ourselves and even for these high level nba players the basis of what i do all revolves around how can I help them get the most self confidence in them so they're so confident in themselves that the rest of their teammates can can look to that confidence? It's infectious to the rest of their teammates. So it's all about pouring into yourself
0: mm-hmm.
1: so you can pour into others, and that's what I what I call the one percenters, the one percent. And it's it's what my MBA players have kind of picked up as as their term that they like, and it's uh, yeah, it's. That's that's what being a one percenter is about.
0: For real, I love that. I really love that. Um, talk. Can you touch on? Well, let me ask you this. Do you believe that failure is a learning opportunity, or should be looked at as one?
1: No doubt. Yeah, a- absolutely. And why is I that? Mean, you, I mean, it's that's that's the way to, that you can best learn. If you mm-hmm. find something that didn't work out the way that you thought it might, then you just know different ways to do it you're gonna you're gonna try something different thomas yes. thomas edison what was it ten thousand times or a thousand times something <laughs> Man, that he failed in crazy. creating electricity and they said you know what i didn't fail i learned 99 999 ways not to do it exactly. so it's yeah it's just, it's just the perspective mm-hmm. that you look at things and and life is comes down to perspective of how you look at things do you look at like, even this coronavirus, do you look at it like, oh, it's the end of the world. It's the worst thing that's ever happened. <laughs> exactly. Or do you look at it like, hey, I get more time to spend with my family. I get to slow down, take mm-hmm. a breath, uh, realize how important health is, washing your hands. Like, there's a lot of, it's, uh, everything comes down to perspective.
0: Very true. That's so true. That That's so important for me. And I think, too, like you said, uh, pouring into other people. I, my brother, he's 14. Oh, my God, he'll be 15. Um next week and um i like failing felling, and learning and figuring things out so that i can teach him so that he doesn't have to go through the same bs that i've been through or am currently going through and that's how i look at it like okay well like you said if i can't do it this way then there's another way and there's another way and there's, and there's another way but i have a motive because i want to first of all I have a better life yep. for myself and my family and then my brother like i know that he's counting on me to do something so that he has somebody to look up to man and um that's what keeps me going and and that's something else i wanted to talk to you about is i i'm sure that that is why you can get up every morning the way that you do and go to bed every night and sleep good at night because you have a why so could you tell us your why
1: um i think at the core i mean my why and and most motivated people's why for the right purpose is that they can serve others, that mm-hmm. they can help others find, find their encor- encouragement, find their joy, find who they were made to be. And that is my, that is my why. Like there's a lot of different sub, uh, subcontracts of what that why would be, but it's, it, it's at the core to help people reach their potential. Mm-hmm. Like, these God given gifts that we were given, we're either going to, We're either going to cover them up because other people have said that we can't reach our dreams or our goals, or we're going to let them shine. And most people will cover them up. So my why is how can I help as many people show their lights that they've been given? And in doing so, that changes their life. And then in doing so with that, they want to go change somebody else's life. So Mm -hmm. it's a a compounding effect. If you change one person's life, they can change somebody else's. And another and another, you might have just... Change a million people's lives, but exactly.
0: like,
1: like to me, to me, that's what legacy, leaving a legacy is. It doesn't matter if people record it. like I say legacy is the is the stat that doesn't show up in the box score, but it's yeah. the most important stat that there is.
0: Yes, that is so
1: true. That's deep, man. That's a quote right there. <laughs> that is a quote. Hey, that's <laughs> there it is. That is actually. That is actually my quote. That's like exactly. you know how there's always those quotes that people take and stuff. Put that down, David Nurse. That is my quote. Exactly. I want, I, you know, it's always been my life goal to have to have somebody quote me. So if you want to quote that, then you may.
0: Oh, I got you. I'm listening to this right after, so I'm going to write that down word for word. I'm going to rewind it three times to make sure I got it right. That is a David there Nurse quote, man.
1: I'll put it up on Twitter so it's live out there.
0: <laughs> I got you. I definitely got you, man. Uh, so I know we talked about, like, limiting yourself in your title and you realizing, like, you couldn't at that point just be a shooting coach. Can you touch on the journey, so to speak, and how it's typically much different than what you imagined or set out for it to be?
1: How, it's, how setting out for that journey has now become different is in, in where I'm at now in my life or how I saw it at that time.
0: Like, how did you ever see yourself being an nba life optimization coach to where you're coaching oh. these players like on their all-around right, life right. and helping them or did you just always see yourself being a shooting coach or did you even think you'd be around basketball at all at this point
1: you know what uh, i knew i'd always be around basketball i just it was in my blood like my whole life was based around playing in the nba but
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, when you realize like i said too short slow and unathletic to keep going <laughs> to the high level like, my pivot in life was realizing that I was a better coach and working with some of my friends who had played in the NBA. That's that's where I realized it. And I never really sat down and was like, okay, this is what I'm going to be. I'm going to be an NBA head coach. I just loved the process and I just loved doing. I just loved yes. doing daily, working with players. So whatever opportunity came up, like I, I would jump on it. I ran basketball camps in over 50 countries for five years straight living out of an airplane oh, in wow, a car. Man. And I, abs- and I absolutely loved it. I was in situations that I probably should never not be alive from, but, <laughs> hey, I-, I loved it. And then I got to coach in the NBA with the Brooklyn Nets. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, this is what I want to do. And then-, then I started working with the players individually on a whole total optimization. I was like, this is where I'm meant to be. It's just yes. I think different seasons in our lives, different seasons in my life, and-, and I know I'm having a positive impact on people. And whatever that, I mean, whatever that leads to, whether it is down the road being an NBA head coach or if it's what I'm pursuing even more now is speaking at events, motivating, encouraging company events and doing more than just the basketball world itself.
0: Exactly. I think the world is ready for either, David Nurse, and we can take both for (laughs) sure. So you pick or do both at the Uh, same time. I'm a firm believer in that. I'm doing this and also trying to build like a, one day multi-million or billion dollar clothing line at the same time. So we can do it all, man.
1: Um, I, I totally yes. agree. Yes. You don't have to be in just one funnel, but yeah, that's great.
0: I, yeah, for sure, man. Um, so let me see your dad. I don't know exactly what kind of business he owned, but you, he's a business owner. And then your uncle is the coach for the Raptors. How did that set the tone for you to be you?
1: That's a great question. I've actually never got that question. It's a very good one.
0: Thank you.
1: My, yeah, my father basically built his own, his own business, his own windows sales company business. And he just, like, I saw the grind that he put on I saw the relentless work that he put in. So I think that instilled a lot of work ethic in myself and saw that, hey, if you put your mind to something and you speak it into existence, you can really do it. So he's. He's been an absolute rock for me and a great, a great father and mentor. And same for my uncle. was in the basketball world, and I always looked up to him. He was my role model, and he just took me under his wing and and taught me everything I know. And then I, I mean, I also saw through him is people will see that he wins the NBA title in his first year as NBA, as a head coach, and they're like, oh wow, he caught fire. He got the right to the lucky guy. You know what? He's been preparing for that for 27 years. He's yes. been coaching over in England in places where he's popping the popcorn and <laughs> he's turning on the lights and taping ankles like people mm. don't see all of that, but I saw every step of of his process to get there and how hard he worked and how just like committed to to the job at hand he wasn't mm-hmm. looking too far forward to the future which a lot of us will do we'll be in a job that we don't necessarily want mm-hmm. and we'll be like oh man when i get out of here if i get out of here this is this is when i'll this is when i'll do it this is when i'll work hard but if you do the best you can in the situation you're given those other opportunities will come and that's what nick did so well and he always what i call it is perfect Preparing for opportunity. Everything we do in life is a preparation for an opportunity to come.
0: Yes. It might
1: not come in the exact way that we think it is, it, it won't come the exact time that we think that it, it will. But it will eventually come. And then the question is going to be: Are you prepared? Did you prepare for it? And Nick did, and Nick has been paying off the benefits of those twenty-seven years. So it's it's not even ten years. Not ten years to become an overnight success. It's twenty-seven years. Man. To <laughs>
0: my whole lifetime man
1: exactly (laughs) exactly
0: that's that's amazing though and i i love that and that's another reason why i'm doing what i'm doing because i want my kids to be able to see me work hard and see me have see me work for myself not go to work for anybody else for eight to twelve hours to still struggle like my parents did and i saw my father not work um because he had a criminal record and so he couldn't get certain jobs and that really discouraged him from applying at all So it's really easy for me to procrastinate and be lazy because I've heard them say oh, I'm going to do this I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this and they don't ever do it. And so my Inspiration had to honestly come from myself and say, okay, I went to Yukon and Kentucky like I didn't get there by mistake I played basketball overseas and survived those four years. So I didn't get there by mistake So what did I do then? to motivate myself to get up every day to make sure that i was making my dreams come true and now it's so much easier for me to just motivate myself and if i'm going to use them as motivation like just i love them to death but just to not be like them when it comes to um when it comes to goals like i'm not going to set them and not like i told myself i'm not going to write these goals down and then not go try to do it or just do it um because yeah. i've done it before so that yeah. means i can do it again um and so yeah that's been yep. that's why i always admire um other families who did what they were supposed to do but i again also have to look at it from a different perspective being african-american but i still there's no excuses to me because there were um slaves who turned into millionaires so there's just no excuses um yep but yeah, yeah a choice point. um but yeah so I, I i absolutely love that i think that's so cool um your your kids man they got a lot to live up to the whole nurse (laughs) the nurse kids all everybody's kids man they have a lot to live up to
1: (laughs) nah they'll be who they are who they were made made to be they're gonna be awesome that's
0: scary thank you yes you're so Um, sweet (laughs) thank you
1: Um, i need to talk to you every day you motivate me you juice me up we gotta we gotta do these every day
0: i'm down yes you have my number i'm totally down man i'm serious because i need that i would absolutely love that it, it, every other day every other week whenever you want to shoot me a text or call I'm down because yeah. I know you're okay. busy I'm always around um so these last few questions for you um you talk you just talked you've been talking about your wife actually can you talk about um your wife how how awesome she's been for you um and she's an actress like that's so cool you guys are awesome okay anyway and then also your <laughs> faith um your yes. your faith Great really question Thank you. Your faith is awesome. Um, I love it. You you have no issue with exemplifying it and and shouting God out every day. I absolutely love and admire that. I know a lot of people struggle with that, especially nowadays. For whatever reason, we do not talk about God or Jesus or anything like that anymore. Um, So if you don't mind just talking about all of that and how how that's been, um, you know, very important for you in your life.
1: Roy, I've been on a lot of podcasts over the years. And this, those two questions are my favorite questions that I have ever gotten right there. I promise if I get to talk about (laughs) my wife and talk about Jesus, that's the best. So I'll start off with my wife. My wife is my my absolute rock. Like she is the most amazing person that I've ever met. I'm not saying that out of any bias just because (laughs) she's my wife, but it's like, she makes me better every day she brings me closer to jesus every day she is my encourager like even when i was starting off in the speaking world and she'd be up at 5am just pumping me up before i went to give my talk Man, and, that's and she's awesome. just like it. Yeah, and it's just my best friend and, and someone that I can be around and just enjoy enjoy life together with. And seeing her what she goes through in the acting world, how difficult that is to put so much preparation into something and in auditioning for a role and then you might never ever never hear back if you get it or not. Exactly. And it's like you just the constant rejection that you get, but how positive she stays throughout it and optimistic and continuing to work her butt off is Is inspiration to me, so it's yeah, literally my my much 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 better half. I love it. I
0: absolutely love it.
1: (laughs) And then with the question with Jesus, it's like that is why we are here. It, Mm -hmm. It literally is. Whether and whether you believe in Jesus or not, you you know that there's something deeper. There's there's something more out there, and just what what everything keeps coming back to, and it's. And it's crazy how a lot of people will disregard Jesus as just being a uh, public figure or something. Yes. And and these 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 literally historical events were recorded and recorded by multiple multiple times. Like I think there was something where Julius Caesar was recorded like thirteen times, but mm. Jesus was recorded thousands of times. Like, wow. like what what more do you really? Want? People want to play it off, but. Anyways, if, that's <laughs> that's really? where I that's where I get. I mean, I could go on about that, but that's where I get my my ultimate joy. Like yes. literally, the joy of knowing that Jesus has has everything already in, in a plan for me, looking out for me, and that I don't have to do this life on my own. It gives me a great great sense of peace just to enjoy the day. Like it's already everything's already been won it's already been decided like i don't have to i don't have to live in the ups and downs i don't have to live in the 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 world's view of success like i have i have jesus in my life and and i mean it's just just being able to work with high level nba players or have an, an influence on on them and other people with a lot of influence is 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 what like I, I really love doing because I know they have a much bigger platform. And if I can keep spreading Jesus to them, they can spread it to others. This world is just going to be a much, much better place.
0: Very true, man. That is so true. I've tried so many times to live my life without God, without Jesus, without acknowledging Jesus, just trying to acknowledge yeah. God and like, no, Jesus can't exist. Listening to other people or other people's theories and things like that. And um, I'll never forget what I call the first time I really met Jesus. And um, I was alone in in, uh, my apartment and like, I just felt so lost and empty. Like I just could have just died at that moment. Just, I didn't know what to do. I couldn't get up. Um, Like physically I could not move um, and I didn't want to. And I just remember like hearing something say like, it's okay I love you. It's okay. And I'm like, what's it? Like, I'm looking around like, who is here? Like, am I hearing and stuff? I'm, wow. I'm really going crazy right now. And um, I got in the shower and um, I saw the number 400. It was my hair, but it was like the number 400. And I looked up what it meant. And it basically meant that like your guardian angel is, or Jesus is close to you. And I was like, man, like this all can't like, you know, be fake or whatever. So just since then, like I've been really into like just, really diving deeper into my spirituality and what all that could mean and be. And um, it's been a much better, happier experience for me. Um, And just living for, like I said, just for Jesus and myself. And remember, that's what it's all about. It's not about other people's opinions or their negativity. Um, Their limiting beliefs on themselves or you. And the most important thing that we could do is, um, especially, and I've struggled with this because I sometimes feel like it's like, um, I don't know, kind of being uh, not humble, Um, but like just celebrating my accomplishments with other people or tweeting about it, putting it on Instagram. But it's like, like you said, we can't do any of this without Jesus. So we have to credit him um, and glorify him in front of other people to know that or to help them understand, like that's where your blessings come from too. And like you said, just keep spreading that word. Um, And it's, yeah, that's something I really want to do as well um is continue to spread the work that's been so transformative in my life and so others cool. as well yes um so i got so
1: thank you thank, thank you so much for that you're an au- you're an awesome light like it, that's what the world needs they need more of you for thank sure thank you
0: thank you they need more of us david we we got this seriously <laughs> yeah. we, gotta we got to figure out something this. to do together seriously um
1: uh, cuz i keep talking an about, absolute honor
0: i keep talking about thank you same um i keep talking about and praying for LA so i know it's coming Uh, when i pray for something especially when i really believe it and it's for the right reasons i know it's going to happen so um and manifestation is certainly real um so yes i got five last questions for you okay they should be super fast
1: rapid fire hot seat i love it (laughs) let's get it
0: favorite food
1: Favorite food. Wow, that is a tough question, but here it goes. Thinking, favorite meal I've ever had. There we go. Favorite meal I've ever had is is Kobe beef in Kobe, Japan. The real deal in Man, Kobe, Japan. So I, I, I just sweet. like to say that <laughs> so I sound like this big foodie. But favorite food just like that I'd eat normally. Like, I'll be honest, it's, it's my wife's roasted Brussels sprouts. They're unbelievable. Mm,
0: that actually sounds really good. That sounds really good. Very healthy.
1: Tonight. She's going to make them tonight. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it.
0: Oh, man. That sounds so good. When we when we move to LA, I'm, I'm over there. I'm we over there. We
1: got you. We got you on the secret
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, man. Favorite book?
1: Favorite
0: book is, is
1: Essential. Yeah. Essentialism. I mean, obviously, the Bible's my favorite book. Yes. But other than the Bible's Essentialism by Greg McCowan, I've read oh, it like nice. five times. It's a beautiful It's It's just. The most powerful book on just how important saying no is and just figuring out what your essential things of life are. Yes. And it's a great one. I, got, I mean, I, I'll just spit out some other ones. Right? Energy Bus by John Gordon. He's a very good book. friend of mine. Very good friend of mine. He's a, he's basically my mentor. and it's nice. just Yeah. It's such a good book. I mean, there's there's a lot of them. My friend Max Lukavir has a book, Genius Foods and Genius Lifestyle. So yes. if you're looking at nutrition, that's the best book there is for that um uh, i'll stop at three i'll just give okay. you the three
0: right now yeah i want to get max on the podcast man and talk about like nutrition and yeah. just how it relates to athletes and their overall wellness um yeah so i'm going to keep like emailing him and texting him like crazy um or just <laughs> he's when a I pretty
1: get... he's a pretty busy guy right I now see sure. that. he's got his going on, so
0: yeah, I signed yeah, up to his uh, his like community text number, and I was like, I know you're like on Doctor Oz and all, but I just wanted to extend this invite anyway. Um, there you go. So I'll wait my turn. I will definitely <laughs> wait my turn. Um, your most transformative life experience thus far, and why?
1: Um, I guess it would be when I realized that that my gift was to coach instead of play, because mm-hmm. that kind of pivoted my whole mindset and led me down on the on the path that I'm on today yes. so I, I would say yeah that 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 transformative of thinking how hard it was to not be able to play anymore but realizing that all I'd been preparing for was actually to
0: coach nice that's a great man acceptance I love it Thank you. I love it um so I had a really hard time writing this question so I hope when I ask it it makes sense where have you traveled that has taught you the most or has been like the most enlightening for you?
1: That's a really good question. Very good question. And, and the answer to that for sure is Uganda and Kenya.
0: Nice. When
1: I went to Uganda and Kenya and I put on some basketball camps down there to see people who have absolutely nothing but have ultimate joy, the most joyous people I've ever been around was just like, absolutely life-changing they're the nicest people I've ever been around and it's yeah that has had the most impact on me and the food down there was great too like man. people don't know yes food is really good. <laughs> I
0: love food too man especially traveling because uh-huh. the food is yes. so different from here and it's authentic yeah. too I love it yes and then the last thing can you take your time talking about your new book and also your podcast
1: yeah definitely so the book is pivot and go it's out on amazon pre-sale it'll be out It'll be out actually late June and in all bookstores everywhere, Pivot and Go. And it's basically on how to make mindset pivots, these small perspective changes, how to look at something in a slightly different perspective, which I call the mindset pivot that will change your entire perspective on life. And I do it told through stories of NBA players, through my own experiences and on 29 days I have it on 29 days 29 chapters a different mindset pivot each chapter each day and 29 is well 28 is the number that's said to make a habit then on the 29th day it's your decision if you want to make that habit a lifestyle mm. so much more than a habit you make it a
0: lifestyle
1: yes and so yeah so super fun process writing the book and it's, it's been getting a lot of great reviews so far on pre-sale and the people that have read it before and Uh, just I'll keep writing I'm definitely going to keep writing so hopefully everybody listening can go check it out Amazon pre-sale that'd be amazing and the podcast is the one percent podcast it's the one percenter which is based on pouring into yourself one percent daily to pour into others so I bring on primarily uh, NBA players and high level performers that are what we call the one percent not necessarily you don't have to be like the elite of the elite but you you gotta be somebody that's pouring into yourself so we can take this knowledge from you, whether it's in nutrition, whether it's in mindset, and share it with the rest of the world. I the one percent podcast.
0: I love it. it's a on, great podcast.
1: Yep. Yeah, and yell, yeah, thank you very You're much. Welcome. Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Yes.
1: And uh, Instagram at David Nurse NBA. That's that's where I do a lot
0: of stuff too. Thank you. Yes. I love it. And remember, this is not a replacement for therapy or counseling. Speak Your Truth is meant to be educational only.